What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Everyone and welcome back to Star Fellows, your favorite D&D podcast in a galaxy far, far away. I'm your dungeon master, Rob, and with me, as always, are my friends, Hannah. What up, big pimps? <laughs> Amelia Som. <laughs> Hello. Uh, and Brennan. Hi. <laughs> I don't know what to follow with that. <laughs> When we last left off, our adventurers returned to the scene of Rama's crimes at the Dudot Diner, where they found a singular police officer investigating the bodies of the hollows laid out on a tarp. The uh, wait staff and the chef of the Dudot Diner were found standing ominously in a straight line with blank looks on their faces. Um, with a very scared-looking businessman, the crew investigated, figured out that worms had transferred from the minds of the Hollows, who that Rama had killed, into the waitstaff, possessing them, creating a fight where our heroes had to cure several people of this uh, space mind worm ailment, um, which we have yet to put a firm name on. But they're learning more and more uh, each encounter with these worms about how they work, how they operate. The officer pretty much lost his shit. We met old Debbie, wife of old Davey. Um, Monkey is asleep in a kangaroo pouch on Akala's tummy. Um, <laughs> and Jedi Knight Maxi Mule has been called in as backup by this officer. And he is on his way. Um, as we open, a um, couple of things. Both Akala and L have reached a uh, a proficiency in the force through their use of force powers that something special is going to happen. So I need each of you to roll me mm. a d4. D4. Interesting. 
I got one. Okay. I also got one. <laughs> oh, that's fun. We're um, Both of you have uh, reached a level of uh, benevolence within the force through your actions where going forward, your eyes will brighten during moments of satisfaction with a color of light of your choosing. Love that. Love Aww. to see it. Yes, ma'am. Um, so yeah, I'll let you guys can kind of control that narratively. Um, just moments of satisfaction. Your, your hey, eyes hey, actually light up. Yeah. <laughs> I, I suppose if you orgasmed, yes, your lights. Whoa, would, where would did brighten. you get that from? Uh, Mind eyebrows. in the gutter. Okay, <laughs> Rob. Wow. <laughs> I understand how your brain works, Mills. You don't need to explain. Um, I really you. didn't get what you were getting onto. I was like, I know. Mm, I was, like, <laughs> I was making eye either. contact with Rob's video because I knew he would know. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I know how you do. Um, I'm a simple what man. What about ASMR? I'll, I'll, I'll say up to your discretion. Um, it's just like for sure not in moments of anger or like negative emotions does this happen. It's only satisfaction. I'll let you interpret that how you will. Um, okay. So uh, Officer Blue 16, whose proper name, by the way, is Officer Rodriguez. Rod his real name is Officer Rodriguez. Um, you guys have not really made that introduction. Uh Davy and Rama tried to convince him to drop the investigation of the Mandalorian. He is called in backup. Um, where we left Agla and L, you two were taking care of Hans and the twins and Jason, the fry cook, that were all working at this restaurant. Um, you two, having worked with the police officer, are you know are are somewhat safe at least for the moment in terms of like the police. Still not a good idea for Rama to be running around in his Mandalorian armor at the moment. Um, you guys have, I'm going to say, like a few minutes to maybe sort yourselves out. You guys don't know that Maxie's on his way. So what, yeah, are, what are you guys going to do don't. in the meantime? All right. Um, I was planning on leaving anyway when more police were arriving. Because <laughs> uh, I don't want anyone to look too close at my fake papers. Um... All right, so I'm going to hand this worm thing off to Akala. Okay. Uh, I take it I, gingerly. Yeah, I think it's probably best I make myself scarce if we're getting more law enforcement involved. Yes, that's probably a good idea. Um, I'm going to look at everyone and I'll be like, I was never here, y'all. <laughs> to the people I know. Uh, yeah, a bunch of people, like, you say that to the crowd, a bunch of people, um, like, nod and be like, yep, yep, no, no, what you're talking about, uh, and, like, honestly, like, a part of the crowd, like, parts for you slightly, um, go ahead and just roll me a stealth check to just, like, not be seen by the officer as you're leaving. Uh, that's a 19. Uh, yeah, that totally does it, so you, like, I've blend rolled so many natural 18s today, like, on <laughs> so many different checks. Word. Okay, so yeah, <laughs> you do very well. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's good. That's keeping you low profile um, and something else. So you're able to kind of blend in this crowd and just like dip from the scene a little bit. Um, you leave Tammy and Sam uh, just in, 
kind of like a like sick prone state. Uh, they're just like lying on some of the like benches inside the restaurant that are cleared, waiting for police to help. Um, so L, you dip. Uh, are you just gonna head? Are you just gonna stay in the crowd, or are you gonna head like farther down the street? Um, I think I'm gonna head a little down the street, like. Um, and just try and keep an eye on when people come to the scene. If I notice any shady characters or any uh, any other weirdness going on, I'm not gonna go like all the way back home. But I don't want to be in the crowd. All right, so you walk like half a block away from the restaurant. Like, put up my little my little hood. Yeah, yeah. I imagine that you're kind of like uh, hidden a, a little bit, like around an alley, like behind a metal staircase, so you can kind of like yeah. still see the street, but you're. Like definitely like a low profile. Yeah. Uh Robin, you're cash. still in the crowd, right? Like next to Davy and Debbie. Uh um, yes. And you look like um uh wait, how do we pronounce it again? It's not Devorian, I don't think I want to say it's uh Deveronian. Deveronian. So you still have your red skin and your horns. Um <clears throat> and your eye uh markings. Uh the officer is just sitting in his speed cruiser, um, a couple of more emergency vehicles start showing up first. Um, like a honest to goodness, like four wheeled ambulance shows up um, and starts like loading the dead hollows like into the back. Um, They're pronounced dead on the scene. So there's no rush to get them out of there. Um, the officer starts relaying some of what happens to some of this emergency personnel. Um, EMTs start heading into the restaurant um, where they come into contact with Akala. Akala, do you give them any sort of direction? Yeah, I tell them to take care of the the, the sisters first. Twins? Are they twins? Or are they just They're twins. twins. The, the twins first, then. Yeah. Um, I will probably keep them away from Hans, who still has the worm in him. Um, okay, so they come in. Um, they start looking around. You start giving them orders. Um they're just like two like human guys like in like uh like emt wear um they look at hans who's still on the ground and says should we take care of him too or uh no i still need to do some investigation on on him okay uh, i'm sorry are you are you are you a, you don't look like a police officer i'm uh, jedi oh uh, makes sense the robes yeah i just <clears throat> We didn't see your lightsaber, so we were like, oh, I wonder. Um, anyway, so they start getting to work, and uh, they start taking care of um, Tammy and Sam and Jason. Um, they Some, like, more ambulances, like, another ambulance comes, they start loading them in. Um, and otherwise taking care of them. Um, overhead, uh, Akala, you, Akala and Rama both hear, like, a... And above you is a... Um, royal blue uh, speeder that's driving overhead and hovers and lands um, next to the first police cruiser and out of it jumps a tall skinny uh, human Jedi with uh, light skin dark hair cut in a very like business like official shortcut um he stands tall and he has a briefcase with him. His robes are like much like less like, much less flowy and more like slim cut, almost like a business suit cut, but still like Jedi robes. He has very practical um, like thick steel-toed boots on. 
um, and he has a lightsaber at his hip, and he immediately starts grilling the officer and starts getting uh, some information. This is Jedi Knight uh, Maxi Mule. Officer Blue 16, what has happened here? I see that the emergency uh, vehicles have already arrived. I need a full rundown. Um, the officer starts saying, well, I just, I showed up to the scene and then this Jedi uh, named Akala came and said that she knew kind of what was going on and then uh, the people in the diner started attacking them and then they started throwing up and there's these worms and it just, I have, uh, that's, I have no fucking clue what's going on, Maxi. I'm really sorry. I think I, that this is above my pay grade. Um, so Maxi starts kind of having this conversation with them. Uh, Akala, what do you, what do you do? I think I see Maxi uh, with just the absolute, you know, non-discreet flair that he arrives in um, and just rolled my eyes into the back of my head. Um, but uh, I don't know. I, I think I, I think I want to just ignore him for now because I know he's going to come in. Um, I think I'm going to try to do... Uh, not a Heimlich, I guess, on, on Hans, but something, again, to try to push the worm out of him. If I could do, like, a medicine check. Uh, yeah, you can do a medicine check. Uh, let's say, let's say there's, like, a DC 12 medicine check to be done here. Okay. That is a dirty 20. Okay, uh, yeah, Agala puts some things together. So, like, uh, starting to understand more of the biology of how this works. So, it's clear that these things are living in the stomach of the victims. And so, you know that, like, that is, like, there's a practical way to extract them in that sense. You also know that, like, there is something more to this where you were able to expel this, your worm just from like being strong enough with the help of L's support to like force this thing to get out of you. Um, so I think what you realize is that like a combination of like the Heimlich maneuver and trying to make a connection with the person inside is your best bet at like treating this sort of ailment. So you're able to try that if you'd like. Yeah, um, for sure. Cool. So I, I, what do you, what does that look like for you? Um, I mean, so Akala has a, a medicinal background um, from her mother, um, so she's probably seen this sort of somewhat similar situation, not really the same situation, obviously, but um, would know how to, you know, make someone throw up or do the Heimlich on someone. Um, and she'd probably try to lay him on his side or something and just kind of push into his stomach to try to force it out. Um, as hard as he can, because she's or he's a he's a big guy. Um, yeah. So yeah, just very like, very doctoral like, with caution and care and you know, uh, grace and poise. Try to fucking get this thing out of him. For sure. Okay, I'm gonna have this guy roll another Constitution saving check with advantage. Let's see how he does. Okay. Yeah, he got uh, he got a natural 18. So. Uh, you are able to force him to vomit. Um, he is still unconscious, so it's like you are having to like take extra care to keep him on his side. Um, I think actually Monkey is now waking up for this, like after kind of powering down, climbs off of your stomach and props himself up against this man's back, essentially backpacking him and keeping him on his side when he throws up so that he's not going to drown in his own vomit. 
you see the worm come out, uh, and it's floating in the vomit, and it starts making a beeline towards the front door and starts, like, worming its way over. I take whatever cup or pot or pan is close by, and I guess we already have one captured, so I'll just step on it. Let's just step on it. Let's get it out of here. Yeah, uh, you're fully able to just stomp on it. Uh, In that moment, Maximule walks in, and says, Agla, and then he sees you smash this worm on the ground um, and is just like, oh dear god, um, I'm not interrupting anything, am I? Uh, you're walking into a bit of a situation, I would say. Right, well, lay it on me. What are we dealing with? Um, well, I guess if you would like to take a look, I, I get the, the cup plate uh, combo that L gave to me, and I give it to him. Ah, uh, this is a worm. Yes. The officer outside told me that there were several murders and then an altercation and mentioned something about the worm. I'm trying to put some pieces together here. Could you explain? So there was an initial scuffle with uh, some patrons outside the diner that was a scuffle that ended up killing those three dead bodies that I'm sure you probably saw. And was that um, you that killed them? No, that was not me that killed them. I came here after the fact, and uh, when I showed up, uh, I imagined that the thing, those worms were inside those dead bodies, and then made the way inside the diner to take on some new hosts, as you can see here, and I point to the the people laying on the ground or the people going in the ambulances or whatever. And we have just succeeded with getting those worms out of those people. Okay, and you think that these worms are somehow... What are these? Uh, I don't understand. So there there was a separate set of murders for the people outside. Well, it's all one related incident. So am I to understand that these worms were doing... What did these worms do? They... I'm not quite sure. It's not my first time seeing them, but they seem to be some sort of dark force-related creatures that can put anything that they host on under some influence. Oh, you think these are force creatures? I... If I had to guess, yes. Uh, he reaches a hand out towards the cup and starts sensing the worm and says, Oh dear, yes, I think you might be right. Um, the, as he does that, the worm like shoots against the side of the glass um, and like starts like sucking on it with its mandibles, um, like, trying to get to Maxi. Right, um... I'm sorry, how are you even here right now? I thought you had a mission to go save a girl or something? Yes, I am currently on that mission and was following some leads in this area, and I happened by all of this. Seems like a hell of a coincidence. Um, And what do you know of the Mandalorian that was spotted shooting around here about an hour ago? I haven't seen any Mandalorian. Roll a deception check. Ooh, that is a 14? Um, 
That is so close. Oh, God damn it. Help me out here. 14's a good number. I'll tell you what. He doesn't fully buy it. Well, okay, let's just see how this goes. Um, right, it's just, um, I'm just putting some things together here. I, what lead were you chasing, exactly? I, um, heard that, uh, this missing girl that I'm chasing might have, uh, gone to a, uh, club in this sort of area. Uh, so I was scoping it out, seeing what I could find out before the club opened. Right. And did I hear Master Ule correctly when he said that you were trying to infiltrate a bounty hunter thing a few days ago? Well, yes, I had to get the information through the bounty hunter circle or whatever. Um, and yes, I ended up getting some information with, uh, with the bounty hunters. And is that where you met the Mandalorian? Well, I think there might have been a Mandalorian there, but it's not like uh. I'm doing anything with one. Oh, but you didn't. You said that you didn't see one, though. Not tonight, no. No, but you did see one earlier. I did saw one. I saw one a few days ago. Hmm. At the same meeting where you got your. Oh, I see. And you wouldn't know happen to know where that bounty hunter is now, huh? No. Again, I saw him a few days ago. I've not seen him tonight. I don't right. know what you want me to tell you. Right. Well. How do we deal with these, uh, these worms? I, Is there anything I should know about them? I, honestly, I don't know much about them, so it might be smart to take them back to the, to the temple to get them, uh, evaluated. Okay, um, he opens his briefcase on a table and takes out, like, a, uh, metal cylinder apparatus. Uh, he unscrews it and you hear, like, a hiss, like a <laughs> and he opens it up. Uh, he takes the glass from you and like scoops the orb in there and then closes it very quickly um, and you hear it hiss again um, and some like white smoke come out of it and he puts it back in his briefcase. I'll be sure to give that to our forensic analysts. Um, so you think that this is related to your mission? Maybe. It's hard to tell. I've right. just seen it once or twice as I've been on this mission. Um, roll me a perception check. Okie madokie. Ah! No! It's an at one. Fuck. But that brings it up to six, though. Cause I have, um, uh, or no, seven. Brings it up to seven, actually. You Maxi's inscrutable. You have no idea what's going on with him. Ugh. Right. Um, I don't have time to deal with this sort of thing. What I need to know is if other officers in the field encounter similar things... What should they do to combat them? Well, if they see anyone under the influence that has a blank look in their eye, um, the best way that I figured out how to get these worms out of them is to make them vomit or Heimlich or any of that. Just it's in their stomach or digestive system or something. So, you know. Getting them to vomit is the best way, as far as I'm concerned. Okay, and is there any way to tell that somebody's infected besides just having a blank look in their eye? 
Um, can't have the officers going and heimlicking everybody that needs a coffee. Right. Um, if they have a weird hiss that comes out of their mouth that doesn't sound quite right, um, if their personality has disappeared and uh, they, you know, look like zombies for lack of a better term, then something's wrong. Okay, so Heimlich, hissing, uh, zombie-ish people. Well, that's better than nothing, I suppose. Um, he kind of looks around the scenario, um, and, I mean, like, basically, like, this is handled. Um, now, I do... This makes sense. So, the worms were in these initial people that were murdered. Reinfected other people. I'm counting three bodies outside and one, two, three, four infected people in here. So that's a math problem. Are we to understand these worms can multiply? I suppose. Uh, um, I am just now realizing that for the first time and uh, Akula double checks his math. Um, yeah, that is quite strange, actually. Uh, I haven't seen them multiply, but I suppose that's an option. Okay. So that just leaves us with the question of how these people got killed in the first place. Because that's still murder, and we still need to investigate that. Um, I was told just now that there's an old man that apparently was at the scene. Could you direct me towards him? Um, I look over to Davy and Debbie. Uh, well, good luck with those two. They don't seem to trust the authorities that much. Right, well, that's nothing new, I suppose. Um, so he leaves the restaurant, goes over to Davy and Debbie, and also disguised Rama, the wanted murderer, um, and says, Right, you folks, uh, my name is Maxi Mule, I'm a Jedi Knight, I'm an investigator, and I need to talk with you about what happened here. So, um, starting with you, sir, um, could you please explain what you know about the three dead bodies that were found in front of the restaurant? Um, talking to, to me or to Davy? To Davy. Um, Excellent. Uh, and Davy says, Well, I don't know nothing. I didn't see nothing. I'm just an old man. <laughs> Right, so I, I know that you're, that you're withholding information. I understand that I am a man of the law, and that you may feel uncomfortable divulging information. I'm going to need you to please tell me what you saw. And he's going to perform a, a Jedi mind trick. Okay, but Jedi mind tricks don't work the same in D&D as they do in the movies. <laughs> it's just a, a, like a charisma or wisdom. DC save, something like that, or gives them disadvantage on that, or something. And right. Davies what? Because like I wanted to use that a couple old. of times. <laughs> you gotta get a lot I of wisdom. Like it, yeah, I, I like I wanted to use it, but I'm like, ah, oh, it doesn't work the same way. Oh, Davy rolled really high. Um, Hell yeah, Davy! <laughs> He's seen some shit. The wisest man we know. <laughs> um. Yeah, so Davy doesn't recognize that a power was used on him, but he also doesn't <laughs> succumb to it either. Um, oh, also, um, you did that visually, and this is a podcast, so um, for those oh, yes, listening, yes. Um, when, when Rob did that, he did a little waving motion with his hand. I just realized yes. that. Uh, yeah, he tried to do a classic Jedi mind trick. Um, 
So, uh, Davey just says, well, I don't know nothing. I didn't see nothing, and I'm not going to tell you nothing. And Debbie said, that's right. No, we're not going to tell you nothing. Um, and Maxie's just like, uh, listen, I, I know that you were here when these people died. So you can either tell me now how that happened, or I can take both of you, I don't care how fucking old you are, how long you've lived here, but I can take both of you downtown to the police station, and I can hold you indefinitely until you do tell me. So what would you like to do? Do you want to tell me now? Or do you want me to tell you later? He looks between both of them. He's going to roll an intimidation check. He succeeds. <laughs> he rolled quite high. Uh, Davy looks just like a little bit uncomfortable. He looks over at his wife, who is also quite frail, um, and makes a quick decision and says, I was here when these people died. I don't know how else to say this, but the man who killed them killed them because they were attacking me. And they weren't right. They were affected by something. I don't understand. But it it looked awfully fishy to the folks inside when this person who I don't know who it was uh, defended me and uh, it was not uh, a cold-blooded murder. It was a uh, <clears throat> it was it was defense of me, so uh, I told him to do it. Uh, I asked him to help me uh, and to kill them folks. So uh, if there's anybody that you're looking for to hold responsible for this, it should be old David. Um, Maxi uh, takes that in for a second um, and just asks him point blank. Was it a Mandalorian that helped you? Yes. Yes, it was. Okay. And you insist that it was in self-defense? Yes, it yes, was. Right. Okay. And you wouldn't happen to know where this Mandalorian is now. Um, and he... Rama, um, roll me a deception check. <laughs> <clears throat> Fuck Maxie. That's a nine. Which is a great number, especially this time of year. Rom, what what languages do you speak? Um, I speak common, uh, Claudite, and is that it? <laughs> I feel like I should have gotten an extra language. Maybe you should also know Mandalorian. Well, Ma Mandalorian, yes. Okay. Uh, from the from the planet. That's that's it. Um, I don't suppose he speaks from the. He, but okay, I guess I'll just find out. <laughs> so Maxi uh, asks about after the Mandalorian that was seen here. Um, he asks Davy if uh, he knows where he's at. Davy says he doesn't. Um, Maxi is a trained Jedi investigator who can use the Force. He just rolled a natural 19 on an investigation check, uh, and you did not roll very well for your deception check. 
This is what happens. Maxi looks over to you, and he asks, he notices that you have your pistols, and he says, Oh, uh, sir, were you, were you also at this, were you here that during this entire altercation as well? Absolutely I was. Uh, taking oh, so, care of old Davey. Oh, so, you, oh, you can take care of, can I see your pistols, please? Sure. I hand him my pistols. Okay. And Robert has no trouble with that, huh? Well, I'm, uh, I'm trying. Like, I mean, I internally, <laughs> I do, because I'm a Mandalorian. So I'm like, this is part of my religion. But out of fear for old Davy, I don't want to be like, no, you can't have my weapons. <laughs> Fair enough. So um, internally, I'm screaming in mental pain. Okay. So you're screaming mental pain. This Jedi is manhandling your pistols. He takes a look at them. Um, and he starts just like, uh, he puts one of them down like on his car and starts looking at, at one of them and starts kind of like, he cocks it back. He like runs through some system checks on it and he says, this pistol has been fired in the last hour. You said, what'd you say your name was? Yep. Uh, excuse me, am I, am I a suspect in this or what, what's going on here? Well... This weapon registers that it's been fired in the last hour. And you said that you were here with old Davy the entire time. And you were looking after him. Yep. What did you say your name was, sir? Okay, so the first option on this is Chris, that's spelled C-R-I-S-S, so it's more fantasy, but my name is Chris. <laughs> Just sounds stupid. So let's go with, uh... Chris, huh? No, it's, wow. uh, <laughs> let's go with, uh, Sook. Oh, now your name's Sook. Okay. Sook, Chris formerly known Suk. as Chris. My first and last name. Oh, it goes together. Right. I'm going to need you to come with me. All right. But, uh, first, can I, can I gather my things? Uh, he walks up to you, leaving the pistols in the car, uh, and pulls out a set of handcuffs and says, No, you may not. Please put your hands in front of you. Um, <clears throat> how far away are Akala and um, and uh, L? L is down the block at this point. So L, she or sorry, L, he is. Uh, oh, he's like fifty yards away. Yikes! It's like hundred and fifty feet. Probably not like immediately in view. Yeah, I think I'm probably watching this happen from. Akala dies slowly on the inside. Yeah, I, God, I want to beat up Maxi so fucking bad. Um, you can try to intervene in this arrest. If I, you want yeah, to. I just, that's going to make him more suspicious of me, is the thing. So I don't know if I want to do that. Um, <sighs> um, yeah, okay, I'll go, I'll go out um, there to him and uh, say, uh, Maxi, what? Who is this man? What are you doing? Akala, stay back. I think this is the man that murdered the, uh, the three people before this all started. Do you have any proof of that? Are you just arresting people based on, on nothing? He was accompanying the man that was kidnapped from the scene, and he's fired his blasters within the past hour. Did Davy say something about him? Davy said that he, uh, didn't know where the Mandalorian is, but clearly was helped by him and is now covering for him, and this man has not left his side, apparently. So I'm going to take him downtown for some more questioning. Unless you know something that I don't. 
No, I'm just double-checking your processes, seeing if you're coming from a place of logic. I am always coming from a place of logic, Akala. And he snaps the cuffs over uh, Rama's arms um, and starts dragging him to his car. Hello, everyone. I hope you're having a good Wednesday. We have just released season four, episode 33. And um, I wanted to say thank you for waiting so very patiently for this episode. And I wanted to come on here to say that we have officially wrapped season four. Um, kind of crazy. Um, and what that means is the very next episode is going to be the last episode of Guildfellows ever. Um, kind of crazy, insane, insane. Um, it'll be the last like regular like story episode. We're going to have a season four wrap episode as we always do. And then we're going to have a podcast, post-mortem, wrap up, whatever, whatever, whatever. So... As you're hearing this, if you're in our Discord channel, uh, our question channel will be open for both season four questions and podcast overall questions. I think we're probably going to like go season by season and just kind of reflect and see how far we've come and all this stuff. Um, but take this as the opportunity to kind of, you know, talk to all of us as a unit for the last time possibly so um yeah that's that's what we're gonna do um which also means this is gonna be my last announcement update whatever thing ever probably so um yeah I don't know that's really all I kind of have to say I'm a little behind on our social media pages so I apologize for that but um we'll we'll get there we'll catch up and um yeah next week's gonna be the very last story episode season four finale and then um i'm not a hundred percent sure when the wrap-up episodes are gonna happen they may not happen for a while simply because a lot of us are busy um and we're just kind of working around our schedule um so they might not happen for a few weeks we're gonna try to squeeze them in eventually um, we're going to try to squeeze them in quick, but if they don't happen for a minute, then they won't happen for a minute, but they'll definitely at least come out this summer. I will make sure that happens. <laughs> um, they'll come out as soon as I can wrangle everyone together. So, um, yeah, that's, that's it. I think that's all I really want to say. I don't really need to go into the regular spiel that I do because I don't know. It's. It's almost over. Um, yeah. Thank you to Arcane Anthems for the, the theme song, as always. Um, and thank you to everyone who has listened uh, thus far. And I'll we'll get into it more once those wrap-ups come out. Um, but, yeah. That's, that's what I've got. Thank you for listening. Um, that's all I've got for you guys today. We love you all so much. Keep your heads up. Stay safe. We love you. I'll see you later. Bye-bye.
Uh, all right, so Rama is is perp walked to his vehicle. Um, old Davis gets out. No, wait a minute. No, no, you shouldn't. No, come on now. This isn't necessary. Uh, uh, and he's just kind of like shouting his dissent. The crowd is also kind of booing Maxi as this is happening. Um, but otherwise, there's. I mean, he's he's a suspect. He was with Davy uh, by Davy's own admission. He's not wearing any Mandalorian armor, but he has pistols that were fired in the last hour, and uh, something smelled off, so he's going to get questioned. Uh, so he's been loaded into the car. Um, Maxi turns back to Yuakla and says, Well, you seem to have it handled here. Good luck on the rest of your mission. I'm quite quite pressed um, with the whole lightning strike ordeal. I'm trying to figure that out. So um, I'm going to be heading back to the Angoplex. Reach out if you need me. And I'll be questioning this lot on uh, what was going on here. Um, also, uh, you, sir and madam, Davy and Debbie, uh, don't leave the Power and Lights district, please. I will need to talk to you further. Um, he gets in his car and drives away with Rama. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what's happening? Oh, no. Fuck. <laughs> So, uh, you, uh, it's Maxi, right? You're a Jedi? Yes, indeed. How long have you been a Jedi for? Uh, all the relevant portion of my life, so about 24 years or so. 24 years? You, uh, council member, knight, what, what's, uh, I'm not familiar with the ranks, what, what are you? Um, he kind of turns his head over his shoulder to look at you. There is like a plexi, like a, a plexiglass, like screen between the front seat and the back seat. This isn't like a, an open top speeder. It's like much more like a normal car. Um, and he kind of like glances over and says, "I don't think I really need to give you that information." Well, didn't say you did, but you know we all do things you don't have to do. And I was wondering for the sake of conversation, you'd tell me. I hope you didn't think I said you had to tell me what your rank was. I. Don't know where you'd get that position. I'm wearing handcuffs. I'm behind plexiglass. I'm in a cop car. <laughs> I'm really not in a position to tell you what you do, have, and don't have to do. Right, right. I understand. You're just trying to make conversation. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you about my life if you tell me what you uh, why you killed those people. You first. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Okay. Well, I guess we're at an impasse then. <laughs> like turn back and like watch the city go by. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, I mean, he drives kind of just in silence then. Um, you, uh, watch as Maxi flies above the outer rings of the Power and Lights District, and you come closer and closer to the central arc projector in the middle of the Argoplex at the, like, outer rim of this giant, like I said, open walking space district in the center of the Power and Lights. Um, he parks um at a parking garage and takes you out of the car with handcuffs and starts perp walking you like into the center of the argoplex um towards the main police station it's about a, a 10 to 15 minute walk to get there from where you guys parked um okay so rama's getting perp walked to the station um I i'm gonna say maxi is gonna try to like soften you up a little bit try to get some more like stuff out of you um so he's gonna he's gonna just kind of like ask you like okay so you said your name was what something chris chris something chris Souk. chris Souk, right 
And uh, how long have you been off your home world, Chris? My home world? I'm talking about the... Wait a minute. Is this part of the investigation? My immigration status? <laughs> oh, uh, I mean, unless you're an illegal immigrant, but uh, most Deveronian males, as I understand, flee their home world um, and live a more nomadic lifestyle. So I was more wondering just how long you've been been away. Well, um, here's the thing, man. I ask you a question. It's a conversation. You're with the law. You ask me a question. It probably can cannot, will, I don't know, will be used against me. So if you could tell me which questions I absolutely have to answer, I think that'd be more beneficial for both of us. Oh, well, uh, if you would just like to, to explain exactly um, how and why you killed those people, then that's all I really need to know. But uh, the rest of it is just conversation. I, so, uh, I'm at a loss again. What does my home planet have to do with how and why I killed people, supposedly? Oh, so you did kill them. Great. Okay. Um, they, he keeps walking you. Um, uh, and walking you towards a police station. We're going to cut back to Ellen Akala. Um, what do you guys What is the first do? rule of dealing with cops? Do not talk, talk without a lawyer present! Don't fucking say a fucking thing. I mean, Brennan knows that. I'm not convinced <laughs> Rama does. Rama's a fucking bounty hunter! I'm crying. <laughs> I'm crying. <laughs> um, yeah, so you guys are just standing there, like, the police and the EMTs are starting to disperse. Um, Al is, like, down the street. Uh, um, like, just did I see uh, any of this stuff with... Um, like him getting put in the cruiser and taken away. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna say that you like notice like uh, you couldn't like hear the conversation. You're too far, but you did notice like uh, the cruiser come, Jedi get out, arrest Rama. Oh, fuck. Uh, okay. Once things start clearing up, I'm gonna like when it looks like you know mostly the police are kind of dissipating. Um, I'm gonna head back up to Akala when the coast looks clear. Uh, okay, yeah, the the coast looks pretty much clear, like, the officers have kind of done all they're supposed to be doing here, uh, all the bodies have been taken away, it's, so you're just left with kind of, like, a smash restaurant and, like, a slowly dispersing crowd. Yeah, um, alright, so what the fuck happened? The, with the combination of the brains of Davy and Rama, uh, it didn't go so well. Yeah, who could have first seen that, I suppose? <sighs> so, Mac um. Maxie took... Rama for questioning, unfortunately, and I couldn't really do anything to stop it. So, what do we do now? Can is can you like do a Jedi thing, like talk to your master and see if you can explain the situation? I, I mean, Rama's a lot of things, but he's not like act. Well, he could be a murderer, I guess, for all we know, but he's not a murderer right now. Uh, well, the thing I'm most concerned about is the fact that I lied to the face of a fellow Jedi, one that is of highest status of myself. Um, so if I yeah. just went out and said that to my master, I don't think that would really uh, tide over well, especially with uh, with Maxi involved. So I am a little bit at a loss of what to do. Yeah, you were never really good at lying. I do not respond to that. <laughs> Uh, all right. Um, what exactly did you tell Maxie? 
I told him that I was following some leads into this area and happened upon the situation. He asked me if I saw a Mandalorian. I said, I have not seen one today. I saw one the other day when I was gathering information on uh, the bounty. And um, he did not really seem to believe me um, and went over to investigate Davy and Rama and then arrested Rama. I didn't hear the, the conversation they had. All right. Now, I would know Maxie in some respect, right? Because we're about the same age. Yeah, so Maxie, so this is kind of the background on Maxie. So Maxie was uh, Master Uglay's first apprentice. To become a master in the order, you have to successfully train an apprentice to the rank of knight. So like Maxie is the apprentice that essentially got Uglay to his master status. So he Mm -hmm. was able to do that um, like about five or so years before Akala, you were ready to become like a Jedi Padawan. Um, so he, yeah, is like his late twenties, um, like progressed through Padawan training really quickly, like immediately showed like a very good aptitude for, um, investigation and solving crimes. And so he got kind of fast tracked into the Jedi investigators and started working with the police, um, has a very good like track record for solving crimes and like uncovering like conspiracies and stuff like that. Um, but isn't a very good fighter, um, is pretty good with the force, but is like not on like any sort of, uh, like he doesn't register in like the top most powerful Jedi, but for like a yeah. knight for at, like, he's really competent at his job. Um, uh-huh. you also know that he's like a hard ass. Like he definitely yeah. like a hundred percent fucks with like the rigid system of like justice and honor and, um, like integrity required of a Jedi. All right. Okay. So look, okay. Here's what I think you need to do based on what I know about Maxi. I don't know if it's going to work, but um, you got to play into his ego, <sighs> which means you got to go to him. You have to come clean, admit you, you knew, I think, Honestly, I think you should, well, not come clean about everything I'd prefer, but like, uh, I think you need to go up to him, admit that you lied about the Mandalorian because you were trying to keep things secret. I think we should tell him exactly what happened here um, and that you need Rama in order to find this missing girl and figure out how it's connected to these worms because they've popped up in every place we've been looking for her. And I think he's going to respect that because he's already he already knows you're full of shit. Unless you want to try and do jailbreak, but I don't think that's going to go well for you in the long term. I will not take part in that. Um, as much as I hate having to do anything with Maxi, I uh, I think you're right. I think I do need to do that. Um, and I think it would also help you just as a maybe like as a person going forward to try and tell less direct lies and more like obscure truths when you when you need to um because you kind of you you do have a tell you'd uh, you'd be good at that wouldn't you i don't have anything to say to that um i'm going to go check on davy yeah, okay. Fine. 
Davy looks pissed. He's been like yelling at the sky for like a couple minutes now. Like, guy, oh, you <laughs> come back cloud. here, that boy. Is <laughs> oh man, yells the cloud. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, Debbie's there with him too, Davey. also yelling. Um, Davy, Debbie. I, I, oh, what? Oh, hey, hey. What? Hey, oh. Um, yeah, he's gone. Yeah, we're, we're gonna try and arrested. sort it out. Yeah, we appreciate what you what you did here. I tried try to take the fall for him. I told I know, him. I know. Fall. I don't even know how he understood. I mean, he wasn't dressed up in his Mandalorian gear or nothing. Uh, it must have been the pistols. The pistols had to have given it away. Yeah, probably. Most people don't just walk around with those. Uh, yeah. Hey, why don't you? You've had a long day, and I know you're in fighting shape. But I think with that hip. Uh, being relocated, you probably need to get yourself some rest. Yeah, yeah, it's been a long one for David. Yeah, we'll take care of Rama. Don't uh, you worry about him. Um, uh, yeah, Debbie kind of takes him by the arm and starts escorting him away, and Debbie looks at you out and says, uh, uh, make sure if you get the chance to hit that Jedi sucker square in the nose for me, and she kind of shakes her fist. Um, yeah, I'll uh, see what I can do. All right, you always were a sweet boy. Oh, and she uh, like pinches your cheek a little bit, um, and starts walking away uh, with Davy, who's still grumpy. Right. So uh, to do list the plan punch Maxie in the face. <laughs> <laughs> so the plan, as I understand it, um, okay. So like first, let's like establish like what's changed in the world a little bit. So. Um, the Jedi Order now has a sample of these mind worms that they're going to start analyzing themselves. So at, now, like, the most important law enforcement group on Coruscant, like, knows about this weird worm thing. And you now know through various investigations that these worms can infect droids and people and that there's varying effects based on who they possess. For the droids, it seems like all they could do was, like, fuck with the droid systems and make them aggressive. For the people that died that were, like, homeless and starving and, like, not well, like, not strong and, like, quotes, like, a, a strong person, like, kind of in a rounded sense, like, just kind of turned them into these hollow husks, like, searching for new hosts. More healthy people seem to get somewhere in between the droids and those unhealthy people where they're able to like walk around and interact but are clearly like mind affected and aggressive. So like you guys – that information is now known to the Jedi and are on the lookout for that. Um, Rama is in Jedi custody at the police department in the Argoplex um, and he's going to get questioned intensely by – a Jedi investigator, um, which is going to be tough. So sounds fun. If you, you guys can make it over there pretty quickly, because you have a ride of your own, it's gonna it's gonna take you about like uh, basically about you know, 20, 30 minutes to catch up to them and get to that place. So is the plan for Akala to just like go in and just like spill like this guy is a Claudite Mandalorian who is helping me with my mission? He did murder those people, but it's okay, and I want you to give him a pass. Is that basically like? Didn't he like kill like one of them? Uh, he killed he killed all three of them because he shoved oh. he shoved one that fell over and died. He shot another one uh, that was attacking Davy, and I think he just I think he also killed um, the third one that was coming towards him as well. Because there's yeah 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 yeah. So he killed all of them. Oops. Um, I mean like 
it's it's a hard situation. Like what is not clear from an outside perspective is that these hollow creatures were basically walking corpses. Yeah. Um, that's kind of the piece of information that I think like hasn't been made very clear in the murder investigation. Right. So like it's not like you rolled up and like killed three hospital patients. Like you killed three people that were essentially like on their last legs. Um I mean, if you would like to hear my plan in detail. Yes. My, my yes. plan in detail is to go up to Maxi and say, I will tell you everything that I know if you give him a pass. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's that's a plan. That's, uh, that's my plan. <laughs> Oh, uh, do you want cr- any criticism on your plan? Um, sure. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if Maxie's going to be down for that quid pro quo. Mm. Because Maxie seems like a very, like, you should do what's right because it is right and just kind of person. Well, I mean, if it's for the ends of saving more people, saving Oko, then okay. I don't know that's something there. Do you see why I don't create the characters that are good at <laughs> talking themselves out of situations? Yeah, it's fine. You, do, you just go. It's fine. I can't talk to anyone because I won't. don't want to have any of the conversations. The talking to people will be... Get, not the initial conversation, just the, hey, weren't you dead? Um, which, that's on me. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so are you guys going to start getting your speeder and start making your way yeah, towards I'm gonna the center go. of the district? I'm going to go. Yeah. Uh, is L going to accompany Akala? I'll go to the area. I'm not going to, like, you know, right. go in. <laughs> okay, so you guys uh, you guys get to the edge of the Argoplex. You guys find a parking garage to park your speeder. Uh, you get out and you start walking around the Argoplex. Now, the Argoplex um, is, again, like a giant circle, like, Times Square scenario with, like, only foot traffic because of the Arc Projector, which is this giant cylindrical centerpiece of this district that funnels all of the electricity being generated from under Coruscant to the rest of the planet. This Argoplex is under a ton of construction investigation. You see uh, a bunch of workers and construction scaffolding and equipment pulling up fallen pieces of ship fragments that exploded above the district when the lightning strike happened. You see some skyscrapers badly damaged with windows broken um, one notable neon sign that you see on a the largest building around this circular district is the uh, it, it's a building that has a giant Viper Industries uh, sign above it. Uh, that building is relatively undamaged, but you do see some cranes and stuff working on some windows on that building. The city hall for the Power and Lights District is also in the Argoplex, as well as the police station right next to it. Um, there is also uh, like the Sleepless Circuit, the nightclub that you're going to go to later, isn't in the Argoplex directly, but it is not far away from it. Um, it's about like halfway between the distance of like the center of the Argoplex and Elle's apartment, just for reference. But you do see a bunch of neon signs for like other like commercial businesses. You see a bunch of fancy restaurants. You get the feeling that the Argoplex itself is like where most of the money in the Power and Lights District goes to um, for both businesses and municipal purposes. Um, so you guys, uh, are able to walk across the Argoplex. Uh, you guys take in all of this. You guys are standing right in front of, uh, the PLPD department building. Um, Akala, you obviously want to go in. Um, Elle, are you going to go in with her or are you going to stay? I'm, 
kind of being generous with the distance I keep from any known Jedi. Um, also, while we're here, I just want to pull out my phone and text Cecil to like, hey, if you see any people acting weird, making screeching noises, um, just get the hell out of there and call me. Um, weird stuff's going on. And then I'm going to just kind of look around the district to see if, you know, just kind of walk maybe within like a one-ish minute radius of the area, one to five minutes to like see if I notice anyone else being strange. Um, You don't really notice any like hollowed people around here. Mm -hmm. Um, There is a lot of busy foot traffic, so it would be harder to pick out individuals acting weird. Uh, one thing that does catch your eye, though, is that the central arc projector, the, the largest arc projector in the center of the Argoplex, does have a ton of scaffolding around it and a bunch of people opening up panels and investigating it. Um, and you're able to deduce that people are trying to figure out where the lightning strike, like why the lightning strike happened still. And the construction around this area is indicative of that effort. So you just see a lot of different policemen and engineers um, people from the Jedi Corps that aren't Jedi that like washed out and like took other positions in the order are like walking around, like inspecting different things. Um, and there's just kind of a lot of busy foot traffic. Um, so that's kind of the, the lay of the land you see. Uh, you do notice that there is like a, a lot of police officers standing outside of the police building. Um, and you see some people that aren't in police uniforms that look like extra hired security also out front of the, poli- of the police station. Mm, hate to see it. Um, yeah, okay, cool. Gotcha. Um, L, um, speaking of that extra security, so you're walking up to the police building. Um, you uh, run into uh, these police officers um, who say, stop, stop, so stop. Before you enter the building, we need to see some sort of identification. You're talking to me, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, you said L, so... Um, Sorry, Akla. Um, I, yeah, I hold up my, my Jedi ID. Okay, Jedi Padawan Akla Resh. Okay, um, he like just like looks up um, in his like handheld computer real quick. Uh, your name sees that you're a Jedi that has clearance um, and waves you through. Um, Monkey is still with you. Um, he's not like walking on his own. Um, and the police officers like initially like try to make a motion to like not let him in with you, but see that he's adorable and it's like ah, whatever. <laughs> uh, let's him through. Uh, yeah. So you're in a bustling police department. Um, there are officers on the phone. People um, like responders like taking a bunch of phone calls. Phones are ringing off the hook. Um, you, there's a bunch of papers scattered around everywhere. Um, there's people angrily shouting, um, and, uh, nobody's really paying you much mind. Um, you're wearing your Jedi robes. You're kind of walking like you're supposed to be there. Um, go ahead and roll me an investigation check to find where Maxi might be holding Rama. I was planning on just asking someone. Um. Oh, uh, you can do that too. Um, what is Maxi's <laughs> last name? Mule. Um, okay, I'm gonna go up to reception, I guess. Um, can you uh, tell me where Maxi Mule went? I think he was with a, a suspect. Uh, okay, yeah, so a blue and gray protocol droid is standing at the reception desk and says, You're looking for Maxi Mule. Um, what is your business with Mr. Maxi Mule? I am helping him investigate a crime that happened um, in Ipsopuck. One moment. 
Our records indicate that he is in interrogation room 005, down the hall to the left. Thank you. And I head, head that way. Um, right. Yes. So, uh, you head that way. Uh, go ahead and, uh, as you're walking down the hall, you pass the chief of police, uh, police's office. Um, go ahead and roll me, uh, just a perception check. 11. Or no, 12. 12. Uh, you don't make out a whole lot of a conversation, but you do hear somebody angrily shouting, saying like, God damn. Damn it! I need you guys to figure out what's going on. That presses off my ass. I got meetings every day trying to figure out where the lightning strike comes from, and you guys are too damn slow. And then you just keep on walking. Um, but that's what you hear from the chief of police's office, um, and you get to uh, interrogation room five before you enter uh, Rama. So you've been uh, being interrogated for a few minutes now. Um, you've kind of let it slip uh, in not so many terms that you I mean you definitely used your weapons in the past like a few hours and were with Davy and were potentially responsible for those murders. So he's been just like asking you questions over and over again about what you've done today. What I would like you to do um who so he's gonna be he's gonna be rolling some investigation checks. So what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna roll an investigation check for him. I want you to Instead, uh, yeah, I mean, it's like, do you want to try to tell him the truth or do you want to try to maintain this fake story? It depends on the on the question. You know, if you if you ask me a question, I'll my response would probably change. It depends on how he's asking it, what he's saying. And okay, uh, so Mister Chris, I I listen. I know that you find your weapons today. And recently, you were at the scene of the crime. You were with the victim who claims that somebody helped him in self-defense. Now, I can obviously see that you don't have your armor on. Would you like to tell me where you left your armor? So, just to be clear, I'm being held here because I... What's keeping me here? Uh, On suspicion of murder. Triple homicide. Got it. So... And if I just want to want to leave? There's quite a bit of proceedings that we're going to have to deal with before that you uh, get the chance to walk free. In fact, um, after we're done here, um, there's going to be a, a bail hearing in about a day and a half um, in front of a judge who's going to decide what your bail amount is or if they'll grant bail. Um, and then we will start... Uh, the formal process of pressing charges and gathering evidence. Um, so one way or the other, uh, you're going to be indisposed for quite some time. Well, in that case, do I get a phone call and perhaps how do I contact my lawyer from, from this room if I'm going to be indisposed for quite some time? Oh, do you have a lawyer that you can call? No, but I do have a friend of a friend, uh, I feel. What's the furthest planet in the solar system from, uh, from this one? Oh shit! I mean, like something in the outer rim, um, like <laughs> like Tatooine as far as fuck away. Um, I mean, like Mandalore itself is pretty far away. <laughs> Mandalore. Okay, here we go. Like, <clears throat> well, tell you what, I'm totally kidding. I'm just gonna say, um, well, to am I allowed to? <laughs> 
do I have the freedom to choose my own lawyer or uh, do I have to be assigned one? I, you called me if an immigrant. You, I don't expect to be a well-versed you in are, laws, of course. You are, I'm, I'm still speaking, sir, please. Uh, so if I'm going to be in the situation where I know my rights here, if I am an illegal, illegal immigrant, as you called me, I would like to know what rights I have here based off my current immigration status, etc., and also what normal things are predisposed, if I can be extradited, extradited to uh, my home planet or not, and also whether or not I have the ability to uh, remain silent. Um, did, did Rama take his identification, like, uh, equipment with him, or did he leave it all with his armor? I always keep it in my armor. Okay, okay, so you don't have any ID on you. No. Um, well, we're still running a check using the information you gave us to see whether or not you are an illegal immigrant. So we'll put a pin in that. You are absolutely entitled to representation. If you can have a full representation, a lawyer will be provided for you. I assumed that since you didn't raise it until this point that you could not afford one. So a public defender will be here um, whenever they're free. I'm still running a check if I want to talk to you or not. So if <laughs> you could uh, wait till that check is complete. Listen, and Mr. Chris, this doesn't need to be a difficult situation. Listen, I agree, Davey but says, why did I tell you earlier about things needing to happen and not needing to happen? Don't pretend like I'm not being investigated for murder I don't believe I committed. If you think I'm not being very civil, then we can switch places and I can interrogate you. Right, I can see that you're getting defensive. Let's take a little break. Let's, let's know, actually, let's, let's start right from the beginning. To so be perfectly honest, I feel like defensives are pretty relatively fair thing to be when you're on defense for murder but you know maybe you'd prefer me to be offensive but i do have and i'm assuming you're recording this conversation because you know this is an interrogation i have it on record that i'm being defensive which means either i am not being offensive or you're being offensive either way i'm being defensive and i think that's an entirely fair thing to be when i am uh, handcuffed in the police station on suspicions of murder and being held against my will with a pending immigration status you don't seem to be able to run, and a assumption that I'm too poor to, be able, poor to be able to afford a lawyer. Also, you're asking questions before the lawyer is present, and you said I'm entitled to representation. I don't know anything about the law. I'm not very smart and not very educated. But this just seems kind of dumb. I would like um, to knock on the window or door as soon as I get there, just FYI. Please, 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 please. yeah. If I absolutely. stalled long enough, I don't know how long I'm trying uh, to stall for Aquila to get here. You did a good job stalling. So, uh, yeah, so you, you have kind of gotten this rant about your immigration status. Uh, <laughs> one thing I will say is that, like, since you don't have any papers, like, from the state's perspective, you're just, like, uh, like really, like, a random. Like, we can't – they can't verify without more – who you are, like actually where you came from. But this guy is very much onto the fact that like you seem like you definitely shot these people. Um, Akala, um, you knock on the window and you hear Maxi says, we'll continue this conversation in a moment. And he stands, uh, goes over to the door. Wow, we're just getting to know each other. Uh, he says, oh, Akala, hello again. Um, are you here to assist me? In my duties, I thought you had a mission to attend to. I do, and I'd like to talk with you about that, if you have a moment. Um, he looks back at uh, Rama, who, does, who he doesn't know is Rama, um, and he says, off. <laughs> says, that's fine with me. We need to let our suspect marinate a little bit. Um, and he closes the door and walks out and says, well, I'm all ears. Um, so I'm going to say this with like 
like a, a hint of desperation as, as much of, uh, of that as Akla can muster without throwing up in her mouth. Um, I really need your help. Oh, <laughs> well, uh, what do you need help with, Padawan? So I want to come clean because I wager you could already tell but I did lie about the status of my involvement in that situation back there, but I was only doing it to save the integrity of my mission and uh, keep a low profile and um, try not to make anything worse. I do know that man in there. He is who you think he is, and I need him for my mission. But one thing you should know about the events that went down is that the three that were killed, as I've been told by witnesses and by that man himself, is that those three were basically walking corpses and they were basically already dead standing, somehow being animated by those worms. And I, what Davy was saying about all of it being in self-defense, I know that to be true. I know that man to be a good man. He's been helping me in my quest, and I need him for this. Um, okay, so a couple things. Um, Maxi can tell that you're telling the truth. He doesn't. He doesn't pick up that you're lying. Um, okay. First things first. I don't need to explain to you that it is a violation of our creed to lie to the Jedi Order. When a superior asks you for information, it is your duty to give them an accurate report of what's going on. I will have to report, Master Ugle, that you tried to obstruct my investigation, and that will be out of my hands. Why do you need this man for your mission? If he is a Mandalorian bounty hunter, I don't see how that's relevant to you saving a girl. He has the puck that has all of the information that we have on the missing girl, Oko. He's the one with access to it. He's the one who knows how to use it. And he's been instrumental in everything I've done so far with my mission. He considers that for a second. Uh, roll me a persuasion. Check. Not that good at that. I'm gonna go on a limb and say I can't hear any of this. <laughs> no, it's a soundproof room. That's a four. Right. Well, we confiscated all his valuables. We don't know where his armor is stashed, but I didn't see a bounty puck on him when we searched him when he got here. So. That information, I'm sure, is wherever his armor is, so good luck in finding that. But otherwise, I don't see any reason to release him. Um, so, uh, is there anything else you'd want to... Max, do you remember where you were when you were at my status? You'd do anything just to get your mission done and try to impress the people above you. Can't you see any empathy in that? I really need your help here, Maxie, and I really... Really appreciate it if you could just give me a little push. He regards you for a second. You could see some some decisions being made in his mind. 
Go ahead and just make me a luck check. I'm not going to say this is persuasion. You're just appealing to his emotions. So just a straight um, up and down roll? Is yeah, a luck a thing? Yeah, just straight up and down roll. Okay. Mm. Just a straight up and down roll. That's a 10 on the dot. <sighs> okay. Um, he looks at you and says, There are certain procedures in place now that cannot be easily undone. If what you say is true about the people that this man killed, that they were essentially dead on arrival, and that they were attacking people, then I cannot charge him for murder of people that were already dead. So, between that and the fact that it's claimed self-defense... I'm starting to think it's going to be difficult to prosecute him successfully. I can't release him right now because we haven't had any hearings or bailment or anything like that. If I get confirmation from the coroner in the next day that the people that died were essentially medically gone or whatever strange ailment was affecting them, was so potent that uh, they could not have been saved regardless, then I will drop the charges. That still does not excuse the fact that you lied to me, and that will have to be addressed internally with the council. I understand and take responsibility for that. You're on a mission, so am I. We'll deal with this when we can reconvene with the council. I'll let Master Ugle know what the situation is. Give me some time to get in contact with the coroner. You owe me one, Akala. Um, and he goes back into the room, um, and uh, he walks out with Rama in handcuffs. Uh, I'm going to take him to a holding cell for now and make some phone calls. For just to stay in the lobby and... I'll let you know when and if I can release him. Um, he takes uh, Rama to a holding cell. Um, there is one of those like pig-looking grunt aliens um, in there uh, that typically like that the same type of alien that was guarding um, like the hut palace um, on Tatooine <laughs> in the movies. It's like that type of alien that they're both. There's one in there that like just kind of like grunts at you as the cell opens and closes. Um, and Rama is just singing the blues in the jail cell. Um, and that will be where we end today's session. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.